Hello and welcome to this latest installment of Barnard's on the NBA. I'm your host, Matt Barnard, and I'm joined here by my son and co-host, Emilio. Hey, it's me, Emilio. And uh, we are joining you on this uh, special episode. We haven't done a, uh, a single episode like this in uh, quite some time, over two years since our uh, February 3rd, 2021 LaMelo Ball episode. But uh, it's a special occasion. We just had a, uh, a new player take over as the all-time leading scorer in the NBA. And uh, we barely talked about him on this podcast through all the episodes we've done. But it's high time we get to the great LeBron James. Let's uh, let's have a chat about him, Mills. Yeah, he known as King James, and um, he he's just a legend, 38 years old, and um, he's still, like, a great player, averaging 29.6 points per game, 8.4 rebounds, and 7.0 assists. In his age 38 season, and, I mean, we're going to get into it here, but uh, LeBron with one of the great careers of all time, uh, to be sure, and a guy who just uh, added another – incredible uh uh leaderboard placement to his uh his, his list of uh of accolades and you know we love getting into the accolades on this show and uh, it's going to take us a while to get through uh, all of lebron's this guy just played in the all-star game was an all-star captain uh once again actually had his first uh first loss as an all-star captain uh off of uh, jason tatum's ridiculous uh 55er uh, in, in the All-Star game, but, uh, yeah. He got injured in the All-Star game. LeBron did, yeah. Le- LeBron uh, caught his uh, his finger in the rim at one point, but was actually back out there last night uh, playing for the uh, for the Lakers against the Warriors. Uh, the Lakers, obviously, in a uh, in a pretty tight battle to uh, try to make the playoffs, make the play-in mix. Um, so every game really important to the Lakers at this point. So LeBron now uh, finding a way to be out there, and that really has been – Part of it for him, his entire career. I mean, just a guy who has been out there an incredible amount. And uh, I mean, we're looking at uh, 1,412 regular season games so far for LeBron and obviously a uh, a fixture in the playoffs over the course of his career, a fixture in the finals as well. He's only missed the playoffs three times. Yes, his entire career, including last season with the Lakers, uh, 266 regular season games, or excuse me, postseason games uh, to his credit. In addition to all those regular season games, that's over three seasons meals in the playoffs alone. Yeah, pretty, pretty wild. And over the years, you're really going to accumulate a lot of playoffs, playoff uh, minutes and games. Yeah, especially when you uh, average 41 and a half minutes per game across those 266 <laughs> yeah. playoff games. I mean, like he's LeBron only got a lot of run in the playoffs. I mean, he's the best of all time. Absolutely. So one of the best of all time, certainly uh, in the conversation with uh, with the great uh, Jordan, as we uh, we like to mention on uh, on this show. But uh, LeBron with, uh, you know, coming along at a different era, those two guys never overlapping. And really, uh, from the time uh, Jordan left and uh, LeBron was taken with that first overall pick in uh, 2003. It's been uh, really nothing but success for uh, for LeBron uh, at, at every level. I mean, just walk through a few of his accolades here. Yeah, um, 19-time All-Star, tied for the most all-time with Kareem, um, an assist champion, a scoring champion, four-time NBA champion, 18-time All-NBA. 18-time All-NBA. Yeah. And it's probably going to go up to 19 this year. And just to uh, to back that up a little bit, 13 times first-team All-NBA. Yeah. And how many times second-team? Uh, three times second team, two times third team. So I'm not sure where he'll fall this year, but certainly an all-NBA uh, spot in his future. Probably third team. Could very well be. 
But let's keep going through some of these accolades. Um, all rookie. Yeah. Pretty surprising that he could make the all rookie team. Yeah, I mean, uh, we'll, we'll get to his rookie season uh, shortly here. Uh, rookie of the year, All Star game MVP. Three times. Yeah, three times. Four times regular season MVP. Four times final MVP. So he's won 11 MVPs. Yep. Or different things. Uh, six time all defensive, so good defensive player, too. Uh, and uh, NBA 7th anniversary. Five times uh, first team. All defense. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And uh, and did you just mention the uh, 75th anniversary yeah. team? Yeah. So, obviously, uh, making that team as well. And beyond that, I mean, you know, beyond the official uh, NBA awards and uh, leaderboard placements, four-time AP uh, Associated Press, that is, Athlete of the Year in 2013, 2016, 2018, and 2020. Three times the uh, Sports Illustrated Sports Person of the Year in uh, 2012, 2016, 2020. Uh, the Time Athlete of the Year in 2020, the uh, USA Basketball Male Athlete of the Year in 2012, and uh, as we're going to get to, the uh, National High School Player of the Year two years in a row, in uh, 2002 and uh, 2003. Yeah, he didn't need to go to college to prove anymore after that high school. Absolutely. So, yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll get into it now. I mean, LeBron, uh, famously from, uh, from Akron, a uh, guy who uh, you know grew up not too far away from where he would ultimately uh, end up playing his NBA ball or the majority of his NBA ball in, uh, in, in Cleveland. Fun fact: Stephen Curry was also born in Akron. He did not grow up there. He was also born there. Yeah, pretty wild. I mean, to have those two guys, uh, two superstars of the same era, uh, born in the same place. Uh, so yeah, LeBron. Uh, you know, uh, he basically. I mean, from from the moment he uh, he got going. Uh, uh, you know, in, in the early days, I mean, uh, said to have picked up basketball and gotten serious about it at about age nine. And uh, by the time he got into high school, uh, he was a beast. I mean, uh, six foot two, as uh, as it said, uh, when he joined the uh, St. Vincent St. Mary team that he would make famous uh, during his time in college and uh, averaged uh, 21 and six and uh, <laughs> led a uh, 27 and 0 uh, team in uh, that freshman year. Yeah, uh, undefeated. Nasty. And um, they were, when he was playing for them, they were like barely playing in a high school arena because of how famous he was. They were going to Akron uh, College and playing in their arena. Absolutely. So he was a phenom from his freshman year in high school. I mean, it, you know, a lot of people knew about him uh, throughout the region, and his fame would only grow in uh, in, in high school there. So he had that first season where, where his team went undefeated, won the Division three state title. Um, comes back his second season as, and uh, puts up 25.2 points per game, 7.2 rebounds, 5.8 assists, and 3.8 steals. This is in high school, Mills. Yeah, and uh, he, he was just uh, destroying in high school. I mean, 25 points in a high school game is a lot, but to be averaging that is even more ridiculous. <laughs> and 5.8 assists. Yeah. I mean, setting up his teammates as well. I mean, absolutely ridiculous. And repeated as state champions, finished twenty six and one. So we're looking at uh, what's that, fifty three and one? His first two years in, in high school. Yeah, I mean, pretty ridiculous. Absolutely absurd. Uh, named Ohio Mister Basketball for the first of uh, three times uh, that uh, that time in his sophomore year, and then uh, you know his his, uh, his fame was only uh, rising from there, as as you would expect. Uh, it was during uh, two thousand one that he was uh, featured in, uh, in in Slam magazine. After he had uh, grown to uh, six foot seven, so getting getting up there in size as well. I mean, the physical stature was starting to come through for LeBron at that point, and then appeared uh, famously on the cover of Sports Illustrated. 
The yeah. chosen one. Yeah. And he has a tattoo on his back that says the chosen one. He got that a year after he was drafted. But um pretty clearly was the chosen one. Pushed, uh, pushed those averages up during his uh, his junior season to uh, 29 points per game, 8.3 rebounds, 5.7 assists, 3.3 steals. Absolutely ridiculous. I mean, uh, yeah. this guy was was dominating from the jump, and he was only continuing to increase his power as he moved uh, through high school. Uh, his team did not win the uh, national championship that uh, that third year, uh, his junior year. Uh, first time they had, they had lost uh, or they hadn't achieved that goal. But he became the first junior to be named uh, the Gatorade National Player of the Year in high school yeah. that year. Pretty impressive. I mean, I still not even a senior yet. So. Absolutely, I didn't remember this, but uh, apparently LeBron uh, petitioned the uh, the NBA to try to get uh, drafted uh, after his junior year of high school. Tried to uh, slice a year off the eligibility uh, requirements that were in place at the time. Obviously, now we have different eligibility requirements than we did back then. But uh, was unsuccessful in doing so. So he, he was trying to get in that 2002 draft. Didn't end up happening. But uh, came back for his, uh, for his senior year at, uh, at St. Vincent, St. Mary's. And, um, and, <laughs> and, uh, and, and got that much more uh, a pub in, that, in, in his senior year. Uh, went, went up yeah. against uh, the likes of uh, Carmelo Anthony. And uh, no, I guess Carmelo Anthony would have been there, but the, the college, the uh, high school that Carmelo Anthony had attended uh, previously, uh, Oak Hill, uh, some, had some nationally televised games on uh, the likes of ESPN too. So his uh, his celebrity was continuing to build as we were heading towards his uh, his NBA draft year in uh, 2003. Yeah, if he had gotten into that 2002 draft, he would have been in the same draft as the great. He would have been in the league at the same time as the great Michael Jordan. That's a good point because uh, Jordan's last year was that 2002 uh, 2003. So think about it. From 1984, when Jordan was drafted, to to now, there's been LeBron or Jordan in the league. Great point. Uh, LeBron also, before we move out of his uh, his high school years, uh, a notable football player as well in, uh, in in high school. Obviously, gave that up to focus on uh, basketball, but a lot of uh, speculation over the years that LeBron probably could have been a uh, successful receiver or a tight end in the uh, in the NFL if he had chosen to go that route. And I mean, you know, obviously, it's. Uh, Tough to do those things, but uh, a player with LeBron's uh, athleticism and uh, drive and you know ability to do what he needs to do to uh, to succeed. I mean, you certainly could imagine he could have had a successful career playing football as well. Yeah, um, for sure. Just about, I mean, whatever sport. I mean, like this is this is LeBron James we're talking about. Yeah. All right, so uh, so moving on to uh, to that 2003 uh, draft is actually a good good time to bring in a little of uh, our personal uh, stories regarding LeBron. Uh, that 2003 draft uh, was the only one I have attended uh, in person. I was there that night as a uh, Piston fan. I was really excited to uh, see the Pistons use their uh, number two pick. They selected uh, the great Darko Milicic, a bit of a bit of a bust, a uh, bit of a sore point that uh, he was they the selection. They won the championship the next year. So. They won the championship the next year, so that definitely made it go down a lot easier. But, uh, yeah, that, that top five in that 2003 draft, which uh, we'll get to at some point in uh, redraft form, but uh, really, one of the great uh, tops of any draft. LeBron, Melichic, uh, Wade went three. Wade, Wade was uh, five. It was Melo going three. Melo, Bosch, and then Wade. Yeah, so you got four Hall of Famers. I would say if you redrafted that, it would be LeBron number one, Wade number two, Melo number three, Bosch number four, Melichic number five. Yeah, I think Melichic probably does have to bring up the rear uh, relative to those uh, Hall of Famers. Uh, or you know, certain to be Hall of Famers uh, for the in, in those cases, these guys are not 
generally eligible just yet. Of course, LeBron's still killing him in the league right now. Who knows how long he'll continue to go. Uh, so he comes into the league that rookie season and uh, just, I mean, but, you know, this guy blows the doors off. I mean, a 19-year-old coming in, as we said, no college. And uh, look, look at this line. Yeah, 5.5 rebounds, 5.9 assists, 20 points. And um, basically what he was doing in uh, high school, like no transition needed at all. It was the only season in his career that he didn't make the All-Star team. Absolutely. I mean, and, and you know, his, his, I mean, it was uh, the lowest point total he would he would have in his career. I mean, and really, I mean, look back at it. I mean, the lowest uh, he would be in a lot of these categories. I mean, rebounds, assists as well. But uh, just breaking in, and even then, I mean, playing 79 games that season out of the 82, starting every one. And, uh, you know, this guy's he's playing 39 and a half minutes per game. I mean, as a, <laughs> as a teenage rookie. But, I mean, you know, obviously, uh, you know, a, a guy blessed with, with an incredible body as well as, uh, you know, I mean, just an unbelievable skill level and uh, drive and everything else that has to come together to uh, be the player that uh, LeBron has been. As you mentioned, that second season at age his age twenty season, uh, leading the league in uh, minutes played per game, forty two point four minutes per game. This guy barely left the court in that uh, two thousand four two thousand five season. Yeah, and you think about it, it's only forty eight minutes in a game, so like he's basically playing like every three, four, three and a half quarters. Yeah, uh, exactly, exactly. During that uh, that that season in uh, in two thousand four two thousand five. Scoring as many as 56 points, setting the uh, Cavs' uh, single-game scoring record at that point. Obviously, it's been eclipsed uh, this past season in notable fashion, or this current season, I should say, by uh, the great Donovan Mitchell, yeah. going for uh, 71, which is outrageous. But, yeah, LeBron doing that as a uh, as, as a 20-year-old and averaging – I mean, this is, again, as a 20-year-old, 27.2 points per game. And then the next season, as a 21-year-old, 31.4 points per game. Yeah, this guy absolutely blew up in those uh, those early years, uh, as you mentioned, making the All Star team. But those were early years where the, where uh, LeBron did not make the playoffs. Those first two seasons, but uh, 2005 2006 was a different story. As you mentioned, uh, getting up over 30 points per game, over 31 points per game, even uh, during that season. And uh, this is really where um, where LeBron, uh, I think, took the took the steps to the next level, and I'll, I'll relate a personal uh, reflection of uh, LeBron's greatness around this time. He was going up against um, uh, going up against the uh, against the Pistons in, in the playoffs that year, and you could see this guy was after the Pistons had made the finals two years in a row. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and you, you could see this guy was uh, was was coming. I mean, there's, there's no question about it. Finished uh, second overall in uh, MVP to uh, Steve Nash. And uh, made the playoffs in that uh, that 2005-2006 season, uh, losing to the Pistons in the second round, as I mentioned. And, and it, it was really the following season where he uh, broke through on the playoff stage. His age 22 season, where he averaged uh, 27.3 points per game. I mean, just like a standard LeBron uh, season. is actually right about his career average of 27.2 points per game uh, after all these years. Um yeah, I mean, I, you know, felt pretty good about the uh, about the Pistons in those days. I mean, this, as you mentioned, had uh, back-to-back finals appearances in uh, in 2003, 2004, and 2004, 2005, and uh, you know, we're definitely a threat with uh, with the team that had gotten them there. Um, you know, one of the best defensive teams of all time to uh, to hopefully get back. I mean, at least from from my perspective. But uh, LeBron LeBron wasn't having that. He uh, he led the uh, Cavs to a uh, to 50 wins that season. 
and uh, went up against the uh, the Pistons in the uh, in the Eastern Conference Finals. And uh, this is one of those uh, one of those games that I will uh, one of those games and performances that I'll never forget. Going up against this uh, phenomenal Pistons team that had so much playoff success, had so many veterans, and was so renowned for uh, their incredible defense. You had this uh, 22-year-old LeBron just absolutely taking over down the end of uh, Game 5 of the Eastern Conference Finals. I'll never forget where I was watching this in my apartment in Manhattan. Were they, what was the series score? It was 2-2 at the time. And uh, LeBron uh, just completely took over down the stretch. I mean, he finished this game with 48 points, 9 rebounds, 7 assists, and scored 29 of the last 30 points for the Cavs. Yeah. Double overtime just completely took over. And I'll say for me as a uh, as a sports fan, there's almost nothing more fun than when a player uh, just wins you over with his uh, greatness. And this was this was maybe the quintessential situation like that for me personally. Like I was obviously rooting hard for the Pistons. I had a lot of respect for LeBron. Obviously, he had accomplished a tremendous amount already. But um, you, I mean, you you couldn't help but but love what you were seeing. I mean, from from this guy. I mean, to pull out that kind of performance, it was uh, just jaw dropping, awe inspiring, and uh, I think it was like the first real window into like, oh my god, this guy is uh, is one of the all time greats. I mean, he already was playing at that level at that point. I mean, just to to pull that off. I mean, we've got some quotes here. Marv Albert, who called the game with uh, Steve Kerr, calling it one of the greatest moments in postseason history. Steve Kerr, who was uh, on the call that day. Uh, calling it Jordan-esque, and uh, he would know, and it was Jordan-esque. I mean, this this guy absolutely took over yeah, and won a playoff series for the uh, Cavaliers. Steve Kerr ended up going against him three, four times in the NBA Finals. Absolutely. Steve Kerr got a lot of chance to see uh, LeBron James on the other side of the, uh, the the court. Yeah, this was before Steve Kerr was the coach of the, um, of the uh, Warriors. Steve Kerr also played with Jordan. Absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, uh, an intimate knowledge of, uh, of Jordan's handiwork for sure. Um, so the Cavs would uh, would go to the finals that year, would get uh, whooped by the uh, by the Spurs, as it turned out. I mean, the Cavs were, I mean, pretty under-talented team relative to uh, the Pistons and the Spurs um, uh, during the playoffs that year. But it was uh, LeBron's greatness that uh, pushed them over the top and got them to the finals uh, for the first time and uh, got LeBron his first opportunity in the finals, of course, uh, first of, uh, of many. Yeah. All right, so let's uh, let, let's just wrap up his, uh, his his Cavalier run. I mean, uh, you know, played with the Cavs through uh, the 2009-2010 uh, season, uh, his 20, age 25 season. Uh, won a scoring title in there in 2007-2008. Uh, 30 points a game. 30 points per game, exactly. And um, he became the all-time, uh, the Cavs' all-time leading scorer uh, during, uh, d- during that 2007-2008 uh, season as well. And, I mean, that's pretty insane given uh, yeah, I mean, that it was only a few years into his career. Yeah, five years into his career at that point, and was already the Cavs' all-time leading scorer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, before that, the Cavs did not have a great franchise, I will say. They they really, really did did not. I mean, it was a pretty moribund uh, franchise in a lot of respects, but uh, LeBron was in the process of uh, of turning that around. Uh, finished uh, second in uh, Defensive Player of the Year in uh, 2008-2009. I think we sometimes forget these days like what a dominating defensive player LeBron was, his chase down blocks. I mean, you still see that popping up. Uh, in uh, in today's game, all the way now in uh, 2023, and his famous one in the NBA Finals. Absolutely right. I mean, so. the numerous iconic defensive plays by, uh, by by LeBron as well, and of course capturing uh, the uh, MVP award for the uh, the first Cav to uh, pull that off in uh, that 2008 2009 season. 
And of course, as we mentioned, it's the first of uh, four of those. Yeah. And uh, after the 2020 season, he would have a very famous, uh, what was it called? Uh, the decision. Yeah, let's, let's take a quick break and we'll be back uh, to discuss the decision in just a moment. Now we're back. Let's uh, let's get into uh, into the notorious uh, the decision uh, by LeBron James. Yes. Yeah, so um, he people knew that he was either well, I think it was like contract was up or something. Yeah, yeah, he was a free agent. Free agent, and um, I mean, obviously, I decided where to go. Uh, Cavs were definitely hoping to hold on to him, but um, he uh, had a very famous uh, like TV program. And um, he decided to go to the Miami Heat. Yeah, with those uh, famous words, uh, I'll be taking my talents to South Beach. That was the big, uh, big reveal Did that at the uh, a film that at the uh, Boys and Girls Club in uh, Greenwich, Connecticut. It was a uh, big TV special. I remember watching it well. I'm sure lots of NBA fans who were alive at the time uh, do as well. Uh, famously, uh, Donovan Mitchell getting his second uh, reference in uh, this episode. In attendance, uh, there were a whole bunch of kids there that night as he uh, made his announcement, and uh, Donovan Mitchell was one of them. It's kind of a cool uh, sidebar as uh, he now makes his uh, NBA career in uh, in Cleveland. Yeah, uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of criticism uh, came on LeBron for uh, for the decision. I think uh, you know it's kind of uh, something he he has some regrets about as well. Uh, you know, I think it was kind of a harsh. Uh, uh, way to reveal the news to uh, Cavs fans in particular, but uh, LeBron really, uh, you know, has, has been about player empowerment and making the moves that have made the most sense for him in his career and inspiring other players to do the same. And I think that's uh, part of his legacy. And I think the decision really uh, plays a significant role in uh, in touching that off. Yeah, for sure. And um, Cavs fans were definitely pissed about uh, his decision, but um obviously paid them back in the end um yeah coming back uh, later later in his career and and really i mean you know heading to to miami i mean he definitely received some criticism about not winning with uh or not attempting to win with his own team quote unquote and uh you know li- linking up with some other uh with some other superstars but really i mean despite the uh, the heat having um Dwayne Wade already on hand and uh bring Chris Bosh in as well as part of uh this uh i mean re- really amazing uh, free agency period for them in, uh, in 2010, um, you know, really became LeBron's team during his, uh, his four years in Miami. Yeah. And, um, winning two titles while he was with the heat and, um, and getting to four finals. Yeah. Getting to all four finals and, um, probably would have liked to win a few more. Even, sure. Yeah, absolutely. But the first two titles of uh, LeBron's career, I feel like that really, uh, you know, kind of got him off the schneid, uh, so to speak. I mean, at age 27, he no longer needed to hear about how he hadn't won a title. He had won a title. He won a title with the Heat. He won two titles with the Heat. And um, he had more to go. Obviously, had had a lot more in the tank at that point, but uh, had really cemented his legacy, I think, as one of the all-time greats at that point. I mean, having made All-Star just about every season of his career, and now with a couple of titles as well, MVPs to boot. And um, you know, I mean, just a, a, an incredible facilitator for uh, for those teams. In addition to being a, a go-to guy for for you, when do you think? Um, he was the best player of all time. At what point? Yeah. Uh, I think it's been more more recent. I mean, I, th- I think, you know, for me, it really has taken uh, him eclipsing the uh, longevity of the likes of Jordan and stuff. And I think as we're going to get to in this episode, um, his placements on all-time leaderboards and stuff like that, I think it's uh, it's a combination of uh, 
those glorious uh, moments like the one I described against the Pistons in the playoffs and um, just the incredible volume of success that this guy has had over the years. I mean, um, I think it's been, yeah, I think more, more recent years where he's uh, kind of become far and away the uh, the greatest player of all time. I, I also grade on a little bit of a curve because I generally think in sports that the, uh, the best players of all time uh, you know, as a group are, are playing in the current era. And I mean, you know, the fact that LeBron has had all the success that he has going up against today's players and the players of the last 20 years is a little bit more impressive to me than, uh, you know, Jordan doing so against his contemporaries. The league is so much more evolved now. It's more evolved than, I mean, like, look at, you know, where we have players from all over the world. I mean, some of our greatest players, you know, Luka, you know, Jokic, Giannis, I mean, guys who are coming from places in the world where we weren't necessarily drawing a lot of players. I'm not saying none in Jordan's era, but I mean, it, the, certainly the numbers have increased a lot. I feel like we're yeah. drawing from a bigger pool than we ever have. Yeah. And uh, that, that definitely gives LeBron an edge in, uh, in, in my view. I agree. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, a lot of intense scrutiny during, uh, uh, during those, those Heatles uh, years for, uh, for, for LeBron and company, but uh, yeah, I mean, they, they persevered LeBron playing uh, the vast majority of the time during uh during those runs, and as we said, leading the uh, the Cavs to uh, four, uh, or excuse me, leading the Heat to four straight finals appearances and two titles. Think about this. He, he, obviously, he went back to the Cavs. Yes. Um, after four years with the Heat and made yep. the finals four more times. Yeah, he became right. He became a, a unrestricted free agent uh, there. So yeah, I mean, eight times in a row he was in the finals. Yeah, I mean, when you when you add it up, it really is uh, is is pretty staggering. I mean, and, you know, the, the the common denominator is LeBron. I mean, you know, yeah, he had fantastic supporting cast in uh, Miami, uh, a couple of Hall of Famers he was playing alongside, but and other great players as well. I mean, popping in. I mean, he was playing with Ray Allen there. I mean, other, some other great players in addition to the uh, three who are most prominent. But then he goes to the Cavs. And he's got Kyrie. He's got Kyrie. Early career. Absolutely. I mean, had, had Kyrie there and I mean, you know, that, and, uh, had, had some other quality uh, teammates as well, to be sure. But Kevin Love. Yeah. But I mean, uh, you know, to get to the finals uh, four years in a row uh, with the Cavaliers as well, going up against uh, some of the great teams of all time with those Warriors squads. Yeah, the 72 and uh, 10 team, uh, the Warriors had. Um, yeah, and that's the team he ended up beating in the finals for the Cavs, like the one where he ended up be winning in Cleveland, um, coming back from down 3-1 in the series and uh, getting it done. Yeah, that's really an, another one of the great highlights of LeBron's career. I mean, the only uh, team to ever come back from a 3-1 deficit in the finals, and it was against that 73-win Warrior team. Yeah, and... Um, Pretty amazing that he did that, and um, yeah, and he had that amazing chase down block in Game Seven to uh, um, almost win the game for them. Yeah, and obviously just super meaningful for LeBron. I mean, you could see the emotion pouring out when he won that title with Cleveland. I know it had been a uh, life goal of his to bring a championship finally to the Cavaliers, the first in their history, and uh, he did it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. One of the uh, and still had another title in his uh, in his future. Yeah, I mean, there's I mean that that's the thing about LeBron. I mean, there's all these different chapters of his career, from his high school days, his early years in Cleveland, the Miami days, his second chapter in Cleveland, and of course uh, he's moved on again and has now played. Uh, he's now playing his fifth season in uh, in LA. 
uh, with the Lakers. Yeah, and um, and won a title there a few years ago. Yeah, he's been able to sustain his uh, his level of play uh, throughout those years. I mean, has been able to stay on the court for the most part. I mean, losing a little bit of uh, playing time uh, due to injury, obviously not uh, not performance. Uh, the last few years with the Lakers, I mean, part of it has been that the uh, seasons have been shorter due to uh, COVID and other things. But LeBron missing some time. I mean, an Iron Man earlier in his career, playing the vast majority of games. So he's missed some time, but has maintained an incredibly high level of play when he's been on the court. Yeah, for sure. As you mentioned, uh, teaming up with uh, with the great Anthony Davis, another Hall of Famer in uh, in LA, mm-hmm. uh, winning a title in that uh, 2020 season in the bubble. Yeah. And uh, actually setting a uh, career high in assists in that uh, 2020 season as well with 10.2 and leading the league. Yeah, um, pretty uh, pretty impressive that he could still average him one to assists. Uh, no doubt. So, yeah, I mean, you know, went for uh, – and, and, you know, has, has been battling with this uh, Lakers team the uh, the last few seasons. I mean, uh, it hasn't been easy. I know uh, they've been dealing with, uh, you know, some uh, self-inflicted wounds. I mean, like the trade for Russell Westbrook, which really uh, didn't work out for them very well. And I mean, obviously they're just coming away from that right now. But, um, you know, a guy who's continued to keep uh, the Lakers uh, in the mix and uh, is, uh, you know, taking their current uh, playoff run uh, very seriously. I know he was talking about that as we're heading into the break, that this is these are some of the most important games of his career coming up. You know, he's not interested in missing the playoffs two years in a row which you can certainly understand given his incredible track record of yeah, our playoff sure. success. And, uh, you know, went out there last night and beat the uh, the Warriors as we record this. So, I mean, uh, you know, taking it seriously, and I think we'll see a lot of LeBron uh, down the stretch uh, this season. Yeah, for sure. And um, just got to keep playing for a few more years for sure for him because uh, he really wants to play with his, uh, his uh, kid, Brownie James. Yeah, and I think that's another that's a good place to transition into like some of his some of like the big picture kind of legacy things uh, related to LeBron. I mean, you know, I, I mean the the story of of his of his kid. I mean, there, there are so many players who have had uh, so many great players who have had children like try to follow in their footsteps, and obviously there's all sorts of different reasons why, I mean, from a talent perspective or a work ethic or whatever perspective that it doesn't work out. To have a child like uh, like Bronny, and I know Bryce coming behind him. Uh, who is actually um, a big-time NBA prospect. I mean, you know, I saw a mock draft in the last week where he's projected in the top 10. I mean, LeBron has the gravitas, has the pull to, like, get his son drafted into the league probably wherever he wants. I mean, if LeBron says, you know, tells or gives a team the impression that that he would sign with them uh, if they draft his his son, I think that's going to be a pretty strong motivator. And, you know, so few players in any sport have had that kind of pull. Uh, at the point where they've had a child old enough to make it into the league. Yeah, because he had a child super young. Absolutely. but And, and you can see, I mean, you know, obviously in, uh, in LeBron uh, breaking the all-time scoring record just recently, which was uh, really a magical moment. We'll get back to that in just a moment. Um, seeing the way his, his kids uh, reacted and how they, the kind of relationship that he has with his kids over the years, they're obviously, uh, you know, close. And, um, you know, it's, it's uh, wonderful to see, uh, despite, LeBron's obvious uh, commitments and uh, you know everything he has going on in his life that he's maintained a relationship with his kids and that you know he's facilitated an environment where his kids could become really high-end basketball players in their own right. Yeah, and I think he has three or four kids. I think he has uh, another younger um, girl as well. 
Yes, I believe uh, believe you're right about that. So, I mean, just uh, talking about uh, LeBron's legacy, I mean, we we're talking about the player empowerment. I mean, we've seen, I think, LeBron really has ushered in this era where players are taking much more control of uh, their careers. You've seen it just recently with, uh, you know, KD and, and Kyrie uh, finding their ways out of a situation that they weren't happy in in, uh, in Brooklyn. And I think LeBron has really done a lot to kind of push that forward in, in the public's mind, too, as like, well, this is this actually makes sense. You know, we shouldn't be on the side of uh, of teams and these billionaire owners. These players, you know, have a right to take control of their own careers, take advantage of the limited time that they have as professional athletes and, you know, try to maximize what they can get out of it. Yeah, I think, you know, LeBron, as much as the decision was controversial at the time, I think it really did kind of change people's minds about or start to change people's minds anyway, about uh, what players ought to be doing uh, to advocate for themselves. Yeah, for so sure. that's been a big part of LeBron's legacy. Also came out pretty recently that Le- LeBron has uh, accumulated a uh, billion dollars in uh, earnings as uh, as an active player. Really an incredible achievement as well. I mean, to have uh, handled his money and his investments as well as uh, LeBron has over the years, in addition to taking such good care of his body. I think, uh, you know, those, uh, you know, the story of LeBron is about like doing it all right. You know, I mean, that's that's how you get to, you know, the the conversation for the greatest player of all time. And it's how you get the longevity to appear on leaderboards in the positions that uh, LeBron is in. Let, let's let's gush a little bit about uh, some of LeBron's all time leaderboard placements. I mean, this guy's ridiculous. Yeah. Um... Fifth in points per game all time, uh, twenty-two millionth in career points. Um, wait, wait. So he, he's he's first. He's done. first in career points. Thirty-fifth oh. uh, all time in uh, in, in rebounds. Uh, fourth all time in assists. And I think you know when you think about about LeBron's career. I mean, he's. Uh, I think a lot of what I heard after he broke the uh, the scoring record is that despite him being the all-time leading scorer, you don't think of him necessarily as a scorer first. I mean, this guy has been a facilitator his entire career. Making... Personally, I do think of him as kind of a scorer. Well, I mean, he has been a scorer as well. But, I mean, yeah. I, I think, you know, he's he's done such a, a key job in facilitating for his teammates over the years as well. He's played with a lot of shooters. He's made the careers of a lot of shooters. Uh, I mean, just, you know, thinking back, you know, the likes of uh, Daniel Gibson, you know, J.R. Smith, guys who have had, who have found uh, a lot of success playing, Mario Chalmers, you know, playing around uh, LeBron because they can play off of uh, the opportunities that he has created for them. Yeah. And, like, you see, like, J.R. Smith, like, after he stopped playing with LeBron, like, he's not as good anymore. Exactly. I mean, I think that that has been a common uh, thread throughout LeBron's uh, career. Uh, So... 24th all-time in assists per game, 7.3. Uh, 10th all-time in steals. 93rd all-time in blocks. I mean, you don't think of LeBron necessarily as a big-time block but guy. He's although... played for so long. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, those chase-down blocks, obviously, are part of it. but yeah. 10th in steals. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, these, these leaderboard placements are really incredible. Second all-time in uh, field goals. Who's first? I believe it's Carmelo. Uh, ninth all-time in threes. I mean, you know, again, not not a guy you think of as a uh, as a three-point gunner, but again, he's been doing it for so long. I mean, fourth in th- three-point attempts. Exactly, uh, fourth all-time in free throws made, mm-hmm. and uh, tenth all-time in games. And he's going to rise up that list. Third all-time in minutes, and um, 
Yeah, just a little note on the uh, the minutes leaderboard. I mean, uh, looking at looking at that and seeing how high he's going to rise, I think LeBron will get to number one in uh, minutes played all time. He's behind only Karl Malone and uh, Kareem right now. It's kind of cool to see like that the top three scorers are also the top three like people who played minutes. Yeah, definitely. And, and you know, to me, this is really one of those places where you know the differentiation for me between LeBron and the great uh, Jordan uh, comes in. It's like, like Jordan's not even in the top twenty for me. Exactly. And ultimately, for me, I mean, Jordan is, is 33rd. I mean, he played uh, 41,011 minutes. LeBron so has already played 53,797. Yeah, LeBron already like 12,000 minutes more than uh, more than Jordan. That's regular season. But I think ultimately for me, it's it's um, to, to about like what you uh, – how much of the NBA – how much NBA uh, basketball did you impact? And mm-hmm. I think, you know, looking at games and minutes played really gives you – a sense of that in a way that other stats don't. I mean, I can appreciate Jordan's dominance for some people, more impressive than uh, than LeBron's, winning six uh, finals, losing none. Uh, I get that that carries a lot of weight for people. But I don't think anybody ever impacted the game more than LeBron James. And LeBron has only lost three finals. I mean, he's been in the mix. Or actually more. Time and time again, yeah. He's lost more than three finals, but. Like six. We should probably get this uh, get this number right since you uh, brought it up. Yeah, so one with the, one with the Cavs, then two with the Heat, then three more with the Cavs. So six. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean LeBron uh, obviously getting to uh, to ten NBA Finals, and uh, just I mean impacting so much NBA basketball. Yeah, for sure. And um, I mean, really, in in that way, not comparable to Jordan. I mean, just like way more impact by volume than, than Jordan had. Uh, despite Jordan's, uh, I mean, obvious greatness uh, during the time that he played. Yeah, for sure. I uh, should note, because I, I came across this when uh, looking at the all-time uh, minutes leaderboard, Elvin Hayes on uh, 50,000 minutes exactly in his career. Yeah, pretty uh, pretty wild. Number seven all-time uh, for him. So, yeah, I mean, just to, to round out uh, some of these uh, numbers about LeBron, first all-time in turnovers. You play enough games, I mean, yeah. it's, it's going to happen. Uh, second all-time in uh, in win shares, uh, third all-time in PER. These all coming from uh, Basketball Reference, uh, without whom we could not do this podcast. So we really appreciate it. Uh, first all-time in, uh, in in VORP. Uh, second all-time in uh, offensive box plus minus. Fifth all- all-time in triple doubles. Yeah, and this Hall of Fame probability hundred. Yeah, I think that's uh, pretty safe to say LeBron is going to be going to the Hall of Fame. We haven't even mentioned uh, this guy has won uh, two gold medals for uh, for the U.S. In, uh, in in Beijing and in London. So pretty impressive in that regard as well. Yeah. Uh, some Olympic uh, glory for uh, for LeBron. And uh, yeah, I mean just just an incredible. Uh, Incredible career, incredible legacy, and, uh, and and it's still going. I mean, this guy, I mean, I'm watching him last night. He was averaging uh, 30 points per game heading into last night's game. Yeah. I mean, just a, a, an absolutely incredible and player. he's still averaging 29.7. Yeah. I mean, uh, absolutely. A, a movie star as well. I mean, starred in uh, Space Jam sequel uh, this past summer. And a guy who has his, uh, has his hands on a wide range of uh, business ventures as well. A guy who just really has maximized everything he possibly could have done. And, you know, you look back on LeBron's uh, career and life, and it seems in some ways like it was preordained, like, you know, people 
knew that this guy was coming. He was the chosen one, all that stuff. I mean, from his junior year in high school, it seemed like this guy was on track, uh, you know, to do great things. But like to to come through in every way, the way that LeBron has to actually pull it off, to figure out how to get your body and mind and focus to line up for. I mean, just I mean, the number of games, the number of situations that LeBron has had to ace to have the career that he has. It's mind blowing. Yeah, for sure. You got to give it up for uh, uh, Benjamin Buckets. <laughs> it's yeah. one of his nicknames on uh, Basketball Reference. I've never heard that before, but yep. Me either. Well, you definitely have heard King James, and uh, this—he—he uh, he is, he is the king of uh, of basketball in the uh, 21st century. For sure. The great LeBron James. All right, so I think we. Uh, I mean, obviously, there's there's more you could say about LeBron. Uh, this guy has had uh, a career that has uh, touched uh, so many areas of basketball and beyond. But I think we uh, want to wrap up this episode after uh, 40 minutes or so. Uh, thanks so much for uh, for listening. I hope you enjoyed this uh, this special uh, single edition of uh, Barnard's on the NBA. Had to uh, throw some shine at the uh, the, the great uh, LeBron James. Of one course, of the, the, the reason we're doing this is because he just broke the October. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, and you know, a guy who, I mean, for me personally, like to have had a chance to watch his entire career, guys only a couple of years younger than me, having been there on draft night and uh, gotten to watch this all play out over the years, truly special in, in a way that even uh, the great Jordan, Jordan's career, just because of the timing of it. I mean, I, you know, he was uh, came into the league when I was just a baby. Um, yeah, it's been awesome watching LeBron. And uh, yeah, I mean, truly, truly a privilege as a sports fan. One of the great joys of uh, my years. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think we uh, I think, I think we got there on uh, on LeBron. Thanks. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Uh, if you want to uh, reach out to us, you can uh, get in touch with us at uh, Barnards on the NBA at uh, gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, yeah, look forward to uh, checking back in with you on our next episode. And also make sure to check out Favorites with Ava and Matt. That's his other podcast. And uh, bye.